Clytus, I'm bored. What plaything can you offer me today? An obscure body in the SK system, Your Majesty. The inhabitants refer to it as the planet Earth. How peaceful it looks. destroy this uh, later I like to play with things a while before annihilation <laughs> and now it's time to sit back and enjoy the two true freaks internet radio broadcast Why do you attack us? Why not? My God! How? With a kiss. Because I like you. Hello and welcome to Two True Freaks. And I'm not calling this Commentary Monthly Monday because I don't know if it will be released as a Commentary Monthly Monday, but it is a commentary. And since Scott Gardner's computer is at this time kaput, I have a special guest, Mr. Jonathan Kreitz. Ah! What's up? Yeah, thanks for having me. Hey, no problem, man. Thanks for doing this at the, at the last minute. Um... I sort of panicked, got panicked and got on Facebook yesterday and got a bunch of people and got a volunteer to watch Flash Gordon with me, the seminal 1980s science fiction movie. Now, as uh, we discussed it last night, but I missed this part of the, the chat. You've never seen Flash Gordon before. Never, ever. Never seen it. Like, like, always wanted to, but never seen it. Like, no Flash Gordon, right? No, yeah, spills, like, no nothing. What, yeah, that's what I was saying before. Or not really uh, any experience, and I might have even been confusing him with like Buck Rogers or something else. Because I, I was saying maybe I'd seen something by Al Williamson, but that might not have even been Flash Gordon. So I, I think he did some Flash Gordon comics for sure i think he probably did some buck rogers comics too so it could have been either of them and the two are easy to compare right. because they now are they are they for, was i was gonna say are they very similar yeah flash gordon has a different feel to it flash gordon is more fantastical i think that's why it sort of got remade for but they got remade about the same time and they were originally made at the same time so, um, there's, there's just a lot of, a lot of similarities. I think 
and somebody will probably tell me if I'm wrong, that Al Williamson did um, newspaper cartoons for both of them, probably. I think that's how... And they were. I think they were sort of formatted like the Prince Valiant comics. Sort of the big sort of right. square frame. <clears throat> so there's a very... There's just... A, a, Flash Gordon had more of a look to it, you know, with costumes and sets and and um you know um cities in space and stuff like that it's all it's all over the place i'm i'm very excited that you have never and and you just are also new to the and hair metal hero made sure i I was to kiss the ass of the soundtrack of this movie that, that you just ended up with the soundtrack and listened to that for the first time today i did and uh with all the dialogue in the in the actual soundtrack, I actually felt like it was a good primer for the film. It kind of was like the outline of the plot of the movie. So, and then the music was great. Uh, it's funny, I actually like. I don't know. There was one part where uh, there's like this like bass line going, and it was like nothing, nothing really else going for like most of the track. That it really reminded me in sound of Daft Punk's Tron Legacy soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know uh, if you're familiar with that, but I am very familiar. That's one of my favorite. Yeah, I thought it was very good, but yeah. Oh yeah, it's good. It's real good. And I actually saw there was like a they did like a remix of it or like a I don't know. There was like a, There's a Tron an Legacy remastered or remixed or something. Yes, it's it's all different people doing remix remixes of all the tracks, and that's really good too. Yeah, and they're. I mean, Daft Punk's mm, latest album. Yeah, I just saw that yesterday. Their their latest album just won the Grammy, so they're doing good. Oh, I know. Yeah, I know. I saw that. Yeah, no joke. It's a really good. Yeah, so I've never seen this film. I've not really heard like amazing things about it, but y'all seemed uh, pretty excited about it, so I'm I'm very open to uh, the experience. Yeah, I I love this movie is infamous, especially when it came out because. Well, we'll get into that. We, you know, seeing as how you're... Okay. <laughs> if I start explaining it now, I have to explain all of it anyway, so we can just do it through the film. So, as uh, as everybody sure. knows, knows the drill, I will uh, be counting down from three, and Jonathan and I both have our, our, okay. our movies set to zero, zero, and when I say go, we hit play, and we'll yep. watch Flash Gordon. Three... Two, one, go. And I believe this is a got it a Blu-ray rip of it, so it, it starts with a with its own little tag on the beginning. This was not in the movie theater when I saw it. The whole studio canal. I saw this yeah. when it first came. I just out. realized I thought for a moment there I was turning. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no! I wasn't saying anything important. I was just saying, uh, right before you said go, you said go. I thought I had turned up the volume on my Skype, but I really turned it up like to 137 percent or something on VLC, and was just uh, deafened there as <laughs> so you talked over that little Studio Canal intro. So, yes, fix it now. When this this movie got a lot of crap when it came out because hey, check out the planet Earth. You know, no clouds over it. It's it's a globe. Right. Right. And well, it looks like the Universal uh, 
Earth. Oh yeah, well you know I'm like sure. Universal Films. And and notice he's pushing the button for Earthquake, since they know they they're. they're <laughs> they had that button only made for the planet Earth, and uh, and they can apparently can only watch stock footage on their space radio, you know. But the cheese factor in this movie wow. is high. Um, so I'm just gonna warn you oh, yeah. right now. <laughs> When I saw this as a kid, I saw this. No, in the I'm getting that. I'm. I... And here we go. We're gonna get a little Al Williamson, probably Al Williamson art, flying by here. Oh, wow. Um. But uh, you know, I was. This is 1980. I, Star Wars was out. I was a huge Star Wars fan and big budget science fiction movie I did not expect it to be. I was like what the hell is going on here this is some cheesy shit but it won me over with the with right. the sheer energy of it and now as an adult I love it because it's it's it was made totally tongue in cheek but takes itself seriously on this you know flatly on the surface and um now every time I watch right. it, it's just an explosion of awesomeness. <laughs> Dude, did I just see Timothy Dalton on the on the credits? Yes, you did. Oh yeah. <laughs> and Brian oh, Blessed Brian is. Yeah. Uh-huh. That that if uh, Mike Bailey would have made it tonight, that would have been Mike Bailey's role. <laughs> he would make a great Hawkman. That's funny. And. Uh, you know, and as as a kid, I was actually a Queen fan at this time, but I was just like, this music does not seem like it belongs, you know, with a major science fiction movie, you know, I expect an orchestra. And of course, now as an adult, this is one of my, I think when way back in the day when we did our favorite movie soundtracks of all time. This was definitely in my... It wasn't my number one. I think Repo Man was. But it was. this was in my top ten for sure. And it's on my iPod probably for the last five years. <laughs> right. So whenever I'm riding around on my bike or have my, my iPod on, I'm getting random random little cuts from the soundtrack of, of Flash Gordon. Hot hail. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I'm liking it so far. So far, so good. That was a cool intro sequence. Oh yeah, well, wait, the the colors in this movie are amazing. This this is a pretty. <laughs> this guy, I I, I gotta tell you, I was like when I, when I was a kid, I was like, oh, this guy's a terrible actor, and he's not the greatest actor in the world, but he's kind of perfect for. For this role of just right, he doesn't have to be too bright. As a matter of fact, he's not. Dale Arden is portrayed as as the smart one, but she's really, I mean, the 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 woman who plays Dale Arden in this, she basically could be Lois Lane from Superman the movie. Yeah, here we go. Oh my, Lois Lane crossed with Linda Carter, right. So this is 1980s. So this was right smack in the in between uh, 
Star Wars and the Empire Strikes and Back. Empire, yeah. Or it was the same year as Empire, I guess. Yeah. I when when I was a kid, I sort of thought of this movie maybe as kind of a Star Wars cash grab, and it definitely someone said, "Hey, you know, I mean, Dino De Laurentiis has his name on this." Sure. <laughs> so said, hey, sure. Star Wars is a very famous. Yeah, uh, you know, the Flash Gordon. I, I, probably at this time, Flash Gordon might have been uh, public domain too. So it was just like, <laughs> why not? You know. Yeah, it said there in the credits at the very end, you know, Flash Gordon used courtesy of Alex Raymond and, like, King Syndicate or something oh, okay. like that. Okay, so King Syndicate probably did keep the copyright going yeah. on it. So the movies are probably there. Wow, hot hail, I like it. It'll screw up a plane, I'll tell ya. Uh-oh. Well, I sure hope Flash Gordon had a great vacation. I love it. Obvious blue screen. Uh huh. I I so remember seeing this in the movie theater though as a as a kid. The whole. It's, Dude, they's messing with him. Now you see all the hot oh, is just messing up the atmosphere. Gotcha. It's it's got that cla- it's this this movie is flat between the seventies and the eighties. You know, right? It's, it's right on nineteen eighties. So it's it's got the eighties to it, but it's really got a seventies feel to it. No, I think I don't know if it's just a look in their clothes or. It, when you said Superman the movie, I actually can kind of see that, like that era. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's got that, it's got that feel, and and you know, I mean, maybe the viewing of it, I remember it with the same feel because I was watching it around the same age, you know, and that sure. was just sort of that awesome, you know, of being absorbed into a movie. And uh, although this was a strange one because it had to fight to absorb me because I was just like, this isn't Star Wars, and it, it, it wasn't until it got going that I was totally sucked into it. And also, it, it has some surprisingly... Not not today, not as we were watching it now, but when, when I was watching it, going, oh, this is pretty violent. All right. Something's going wrong. What's the crisis? It's a tank of water with <laughs> being poured in it. <laughs> yeah, it... it um, I would highly recommend going and watching the original serials because they'll give a lot of um, insight into the um, oh man vi- visual stuff that happens into. It. And here comes uh, introduction of Hans Zarkov and his Otis. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's basically Otis. Oh gee, Mister Luthor. Yeah, I'm sure the people who made this put lots of visual cues and uh, references and all that to the original serials into this. Oh, the set design is so fun, as is as is the originals. But this time, you know, they since it's a color movie, they really took advantage of it right. being a color movie, and they the, instead of trying to modernize it and make it realistic, they just sort of embraced the theatricality. Of, of the original. I love that he just happens to have the TV on when it's talking about him. <laughs> it's talking about him. At the yeah. Same time. <laughs> yeah. He's a disgraced 
um, NASA scientist who was, he's sort of a, a Jor-El, you know, he was like, hey, this is going to screw anything up, and they're just like, get out of here, man, it's just a... more than 12 degrees, this must be a mistake. Oh, see, I told you, this is not me that was mad, it was them that are mad. <laughs> Almost on cue, you know, the scientist always... And I love this. As as a kid, I was almost like thinking, seeing as how he had an Otis and everything, I was thinking of him as kind of a not a bad guy, but you know, I don't know, a, a malignant character of some sort, right? Which is actually not the case. Maybe it was the accent. Yeah. This is what we've been waiting for, Monson. Ah. I want one of my. I want a scientist. My own secret scientist lab in the middle of nowhere like this so bad. Oh, look at that rocket. <laughs> Plexiglass. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good management style. Maybe that's why, because he's pulling a gun on his assistant and stuff. Why are you running away? And every time we see the play, like every time we see the plane, there's a different colored gel. Right. I love it. And I love whenever you see dials like that spinning. I always see a person's hand behind it going wee, because <laughs> I know that's exactly what's going on. Oh dang! I love that that you can sort of see Ming's face uh -huh. in that. I don't. Even, I don't remember that from when I, when I was a kid. That was something I I, did, I noticed as an adult. I might have had my face in the popcorn at that time. Oh, this is like kind of like Temple of Doom here. Uh huh. Oh, this is well before Temple of Doom too. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's it, it, well. They both um. They both originate in that same time period of sure. Adventure serials. Yeah, same family tree. And, you know, sometime I should go through and time this movie and see if every ten or fifteen minutes it leaves him on a on a cliffhanger. Right. Because it's pretty. I mean, this pretty much follows the original movies, story beat for story beat. Not as much visually. It'll have a scene here and there that says uh, that 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 mirrors the original but as far as pretty much what happens it's very very similar oh, I know someone who will go up in the spaceship with him yep and Flash is an amateur pilot so how perfect <laughs> is that you all right? I'm terrific. Come on. Let's get out of here before she blows. Before she blows, I love it. <laughs> this is another movie where nobody ever gets a hair out of place. All right. Ever. Nobody. And Zarkov's had hot hail dropping in his lap, and he's still 
Looks well managed. Are you injured? The Lord knows why, but it seems not. A miracle. I expect you'd like to use my phone. Alright. Thanks, I would. Soon enough, things are gonna get really wacky. <laughs> oh, dude, his shirt says Flash. Oh, yeah, because he's a big football star. They even make shirts. It's it's so awesome. <laughs> All the stuff that, as a kid, galled me, now I just love. Because as a kid, I just thought it was shoddiness on their, their part, or, or, or cravenness even with the Flash thing, because it, it copies the font of everything and 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 all that and even if you look at the a the a even has a little little separate thing like it's you know maybe got a alien language twist to it but it's because he's a football player but i don't know why i've never known a football player's had its own font design and all that now they're in the tardis basically <laughs> right where up there where it's coming from i need one person yeah, what what year was Superman the movie? 78 or 79? 77? 77-78? So it was right before this. Yeah, it was a little bit before this. But you'd have probably had Superman 1 and 2 by now, I would guess. Oh yes, that's why I thought this guy was a foil. He's beating people over the head with his... Dude, I'm gonna have to get me one of those flash shirts. Oh, they make them. I don't, oh, you know, sure. I, I don't know if you, I, I'd love to get one. It's a classic ringer too, right? With the red, red and red collar and sleeve. Classic, shake the camera. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that place. Oh my god, I want one. All right, pretty soon it's coming. One of the soundtrack lines. For God's sake, strap yourselves down. Haven't had much of a taste of the soundtrack yet in the background. That's going to change well, soon. Well, that was something I was wondering if it's all going to be like that, uh, you know, the intro to the movie where they're dialoguing while also there's vocals in the score. Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. I gotcha. So it's almost like in that way, it's not, wow, yeah, it's almost got like a musical aspect to it. Yes, yes, it, it's, and that's another thing that probably bothered me when I was young, that the music was such an upfront focus, and Queen was a big band at the time, so it was like, oh, this is just to sell a soundtrack, here we go. Oh, yeah, it's see, that of, looks like something out of a serial. Well, it also looks like something out of Freddie Mercury's dreams at night <laughs> uh, mm. halfway between Superman and Superman special effects in 2001 but yeah Dale and Flash have a very like sort of like preteen Love of love affair, you know. I think that's who this movie was planned for. Like, there, it's just very. Although there's a lot of there's so there'll be some racy adult humor 
going in there. I love this. It's like, all right, up into space, take a left. You can see the mat um, being cut to that spaceship, too. Right. Oh, yeah. Yes, you can. But I love it. It's just like, well, we could go to space, take a right, and fly oh, into the psychedelic swirly thing. This part, I think, was also in the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a, I never noticed that before on his glasses there. That's a, that's a Mason's symbol there with the compass and... Right. It's like a Grateful Dead show, man. <laughs> yeah, but there's a lot of little sequences like this that are just sort of dreamy... Almost slow-paced and, dare I say, poetic. Right. <laughs> in the in their own really lurid, um, gaudy way. Now this is right. This is right from the original serial serials. You know the the ship on a wire coming down. I mean that's a ship on a wire. Look at those shadows being mm -hmm. dragged oh, through wow. a scale model. Yeah, I love the. Uh... The model miniatures or whatever. Oh, good, because you'll see a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh... Oh, Space Samurai. Yeah, it's almost like Wizard of Oz Space Samurai look, yeah. They've almost got the, yeah, the guards okay. from the Wicked Witch's guards, the yo right. Mm-hmm. I just, oh man, Wizard of Oz, that's exactly what just happened. Yeah. They're except, not in Kansas anymore. Except Flash Gordon was looking Wizard of Oz before the Wizard of Oz, but then you oh. add color to it, and that's Earth. what this is. <laughs> <laughs> this guy looks like one of uh, Palpatine's Imperial Guards from yeah. Jedi. Yeah, no doubt. Oh, that was awesome. Yeah, I'm loving this movie so far. Yeah, they don't mess around. And pretty soon there's going to be more bikinis. You want to bet on it? Ah, they're just wait, the the costume design. My god. What is this? A civic reception? Wow. More like a police state. If it is, that could be our good luck. Why? It means we'll ah, just on every side. Look at them. The poor wretches are just beautiful sets. To leave them in revolt. Are you looking at me, Zarkov? Yes. But nobody was nobody was down for this kind of production, you know, in 1980. Right. It was, it, it's it reminds me in a lot of ways of uh, the black hole. Oh man. Where it sort of harkens, it, not even sort of, it harkens back to a different era, a different feel. I love that's that one I that's one I have not seen since I was a kid, but I really liked y'all's uh, episode on it. Was Black Hole? That oh, that was like good. some old school Star Trek vaporization right there. Yeah, yeah, and the lizard man costume—you could tell that that there was just a red cloth over the guy's face, basically <laughs> sticking out of the lizard's mouth. <laughs> Which I was—I considered all that shoddy as a kid, but now it's just. Great. It's like, okay, the lizard man. 
Oh, man. So much for that. Well, that's what you get for talking about it right in front of <laughs> the thing that's watching you. This is just like, you know, you can tell it's a big scale production when they pull out this kind of costume design, and don't worry, there'll be midgets too. That's Clytus. He's the Darth Vader. He's the Darth Vader to Ming's Emperor. Gotcha. And there's Michael Bailey as Vulcan. <laughs> oh, there's your little people right there. Yep. Oh, yeah. You can't have a blockbuster science fiction movie without a bunch of them. And this. Oh, jeez. How awesome is that? Wow. Max von Saito. Ming knows how to make an entrance. No kidding. Look how they got him to walk so his head is always within the beam up above him. It's just awesome. Ah, now the ladies start showing up. We'll be seeing more of her. I didn't appreciate her as a kid. I thought Dale was a cute one. Now I appreciate Ming's bad, bad daughter. <laughs> that guy sort of looks like the Tom Baker, Doctor Who, and and Mad Max back there. Here's your oh, Timothy he Dalton. Yep. <laughs> I got your Timothy Dalton right here. I love it. Every every different planet that these people represent have a different color. You know, the, the Hawkmen are kind of gold. Right. And, and they're all like, you know, uh, Timothy Dalton comes for, lives amongst the trees and the swamps. And he's got the green. And he's got the green. Voltan flies around with gold like the sun. Tail me, silver. See, that guy, if I had seen this as a little kid, that guy just told him to put his weapons down. That would have freaked me out. Hail Ming. <laughs> Hail Ming. <laughs> Your Majesty, we the people of Ardentia. Now, these people, the Ardentians, you never really get to see see their world in this movie but you'll see why we prize nothing more and tell us how great is this loyalty to your emperor without measure we are delighted to be following your sword huh say what <laughs> throw yourself onto your sword And as a kid, I was thinking, man, I would just kill Ming with the sword. It's stupid because you're going to die anyway. I would just kill him. And then I was like, oh, <laughs> I guess that would have been a bad idea. <laughs>
just great. Max von Sydow is great in this. Oh dang! Everybody's got everybody's got a wink to their performance, but it's really low key. Oh, they're Vulcan blooded, right? Or no, blue, blue, not green. Yeah, but no, you have blue blood. Same general idea. So they're on the planet Mongo. Mm -hmm. And that was a and with the, that line where he just said, uh, "This Ming's a psycho." That that disturbed me as a kid. I hated when they put modern, like language in it. And psycho was a new word to the hello little Ming girl, <laughs> daughter of Ming. That's another thing about this movie is that's very seventies is the amount of. Lady skin on display. Come along, Fellini. Is that her pet midget? Yeah, named after Fellini, which oh, is wow. funny because Fellini would do movies with weird, you know, circus like movies with lots she of midgets. She said, Hey, do you remember me? Did they know each other before they got on that airplane? Quarterback, New York Jets. Quarterback, New York Jets. <laughs> Oh, Paul McCartney. Alright. I kidnapped them in order to try to save Earth. That scene I just realized where he's like, what's this Earth? A obscure body. It totally reminds me of The Simpsons where he's like, who's this Homer Simpson? He's a drone from Sector 12, sir. Hurling your bodies out into the void. Without the slightest inkling of who or what is out here. Max von Sydow makes good use of every second. It's This is like a Shelley Duvall in Popeye thing where it's just made to play this role. Pretty oh, much man. everybody is perfectly cast in this. That was another one that I had never seen, but when y'all did your commentary here recently, I, I watched it. Uh-oh. Here we go. And he's gonna do his his magic. Oh Joe, yeah. And that's also when I realized that like as a kid it disturbed me that like old creepy me oh I love that scene where he's just like like moving his hand down her body. She's just like, Oh yeah. yeah. She responds to my ring well. <laughs> Bathe her and bring her to me. Right. But it it makes perfect sense now because creepy and powerful will will get a response from women. That's really creepy. That is really creepy. <laughs> it's like so, an evil Green Lantern with that ring. Yeah. Well, also the 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 only one who reacted nearly like her was his daughter. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, I got that. Yeah, that's. It's the the those are the seventies eighties stuff that they're they're adding to it the the oh boy now this is <laughs> here here comes some music <laughs> fisticuffs I hated this sequence as a kid I thought it was so cheesy now it's ah. Uh, I'm so happy that it was even made, that somebody even made that. 
That's some old school wrestling moves there. You know what it is about the music? It's that dun 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 dun. That either reminds me of like Carpenter. Mm-hmm. Or like I was saying, like that Daft Punk album. I don't know why, but just that kind of steady like. Well, it's funny because there's two Brian May. There's Brian May from Queen and there was Brian May who did the Mad Max soundtrack. Okay. And uh, so when you when I was doing a little soundtrack research, it was very confusing because like even Wikipedia seems to get some of them confused and will have one Brian May on another Brian May's soundtrack. But Brian May from Queen is, I'm sure he was influenced by electronic music and maybe even... It's hard to say, like, after a couple years after this movie was made, he and Eddie Van Halen and a couple other guitar players made an album of music very similar to this that was, is that Deep Roy off to his right? The, the, the little guy up there, he's got, he looks like, it looks like Deep Roy's face. I'm not sure. Um, Seriously? Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There, that guy. There, uh, I think that's Deep Roy. Okay, let me see here. I had the cast list pulled up on my phone. Yeah. Oh, I was hating this as a kid, but now I love it because of the, the music. It's so 1980 with it. I love that. But yeah, a couple Deep, years after Deep this, Deep Roy is Fellini, Prince Aura's pet. Yes. Yes. Excellent. I'm I'm usually not the one who can spot stuff like that. Um, but Brian May. Oh wow, he was the Impa Loompa. Gotcha. <laughs> um, Brian May did an album with a bunch of other like Ed, Eddie Van Halen and and stuff where they basically were trying to do music that was uh, a tribute to. Um, Daikaiju, not Daikaiju movies, but movies like Ultraman, right, and stuff like that, and it was very much like Flash Gordon. So I think maybe that was his his influence more than because like Italian movies used a lot of rock bands as background music. But sure. Well, what's the one that keeps coming up in y'all's uh, Goblin? Goblin, that's it. Yeah. You know what? Also, oh man. It's just funny how there's so much like um, crossing the streams because like it all comes from a very similar place. But like this also reminds me in a lot in a weird way of like Krypton. Yes. Oh yeah. You know. Yeah. This this scene here actually reminds me of the Star Wars prequels. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Well, like with the very like the quasi medieval or like Renaissance. Yeah. Uh, costuming and how Street ornate everything background. is. Yeah. Oh, dang. I demand to see the governor. I don't know what uh, the point is of having the spikes sticking on the out outside like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, look at those guys. That's such a cheesy costume. But great. <laughs> the other guy's just basically in green stained hospital scrubs hanging across there. Oh, man. Gas works more quickly on an empty stomach. Any final regrets? Yes. 
Yeah, I never thought about that. There's no reason to have those spikes hanging out there. They don't really... Actually, they give him something sort of handy to rest his arms on a little bit. Now we're really getting into uh, oh. Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Only in space it goes backwards. Backwards, yeah. <laughs> Man, the Imperial Guard guys here. Man, should they remind me of something else? Something like out of, weirdly enough, like a Super Mario game or something. Uh huh, uh huh. It's weird. It's like almost like they wrapped gas masks in red or something. Yeah. Now I missed it at the very beginning. Did they know each other beforehand? No, they just met. Okay. She cool. knows who he. He's famous, so she knows who he is. She's a reporter. Oh, I see. So she actually, when you're saying she's like Lois, she actually is a reporter. She's a cup as well. reporter. Yeah. Okay, I got you now. So yeah, she's. You know, I mean, basically. You could almost, they're almost, inter the characters are almost interchangeable, <laughs> really. They could have cast Margot Kidder, except that Margot Kidder was probably insane by this time. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think they did alright. But yeah, they're, they're, they're romantic. I mean, that's, that's the wizard, that's right out of the Wizard of Oz. Right. And those and you're guys right, dude. These are like the Naboo guard. Yeah, yeah. They're very, very Star Wars looking, especially the guys in the blue outfits to the right. Mm -hmm. This was pretty intense in, in the theater, but I knew what happened because I'd seen the original. <laughs> Maybe that's why I was upset by it because as a kid, I used to watch on PBS all the original. Um, Serials. Serials. They used to have this show called Matinee at the Bijou. He's got the Masonic sign on his chest, too. Clytus does there. Very interesting. I wonder if the conspiracy theorists have have shown... Uh... Jesus, what's up with the Rocky Horror Picture Show underwear on Flash? <laughs> I understand you flew the doctor there last week. Clytus kindly fed me the information. Clytus. He wants me himself. Oh man, his daughter's hot. I like those evil ladies. <laughs> You're right, this is pretty intense though. This is like, uh. Oh man, I don't know. I was trying to think of what the. All these guys in like the. The masks. Another freaky. Hmm. It, it, it's like, it's, it's like a, a, a movie serial. You have to, uh. You basically you have to have the hero going somewhere where he's there's just no way that he's going to escape. Right. Look. Water's Look. leaking. Oh, out this is in the soundtrack as well. It's what sign of their weakness. <laughs> Awesome. The doctor looks like he's opening his laptop now. <laughs> right. This will help 
pretty harsh. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, wow. Quivering hands and... All evil people are always doing that, like, s I sniff this veil, right. smelling the fear and death on it. Mm. No, mean giving the, like, you know, the death, uh, the death throat slash there reminds me of Joaquin Phoenix in Gladiator. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, look, his flash, his, 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 uh, <laughs> headstone has the same font in it. Oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> classy. Are they gonna revive him? Of course. We're only. Well, maybe that was the antidote that uh, he gave him beforehand, or something. Yeah. Oh, she's got her clothes on now. I see. She's got. A, she's got a hell of an outfit on. <laughs> Same place next weekend. Oh. Was there not someone just watching there in the corner? Oh man, I love this outfit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think this actor really went on to do much else. Yeah, I looked at him briefly online as well, and it didn't. I think it said, you know, he's mainly known for playing Flash Gordon. So, I, you know, I should have done some more research, but I think he was also. I think they got him from sports. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I think he came from sports. I actually. Uh, I'm actually a fairly big sports fan. Oh, it says he was in 10. Romantic Comedy 10 with Bo Derek. Yeah, he was sort Nurse of a boy that. toy in that. And had a really small role. That's a great movie. I haven't seen that in a long time. It says his appearance in 10 allowed him to beat out actors such as Kurt Russell and Arnold Schwarzenegger for his most famous role to date, that of Flash Gordon. You know, it's funny because this movie... Uh, when y'all covered all those Carpenter films, I watched a lot of them for the first time on on Vault of Startling Horror, Monster Tales of Terror. Mm -hmm. And, uh, man, I loved Big Trouble in Little China. Like, that was fantastic, but it's very similar to this. Yes. They're two peas in a pod. But Garish. I could see Kurt Russell in this role totally. Oh, my God, he would have been great. They would have had yeah. to dye his hair, but... This 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 sequence is very interesting. I've actually in the past um, we're gonna see they 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 um, they're gonna drain his memory with the James Bond. I mean th I mean look at this. This is even yeah. lit like a James Bond movie. Yeah. Was that Goldfinger? I think. I'm not sure which which one it was where they had yeah the but whichever one they it, I think it was Goldfinger where they had the laser uh -huh. trained on his heading towards his crotch. Yeah. Sorry, we're talking over his dialogue, but I like it. Well, that's what we do on the show. <laughs> I know. <coughs> oh, my Poland spring water went down the wrong... Went down the long haul. 
I thought it might amuse you to know this. Before your mind is gone. But, um... Proceed with it. They really, uh... Um... Did a good job of sort of... When I was a kid, I of course, once again, I thought it was really cheesy. Yeah. N neural. Neutralizer. neutralizer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's going to really neural neutralize me soon. That's awesome. But it really, it like, you, you find out he was, uh, you know, running away from the Nazis. And just nice little little psychological things with his family and stuff. Here we go. There's this, um... There's this guy who... Um, I'm trying to remember his name now. And he... He, he likes to tear apart mo movies from a psychological point of view. Right. And, uh... He did, he did this film. And he went through this whole sequence literally just frame by frame there's a, 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 a as you're watching this there's a lot of uh um, yeah yeah wife died in a, in a pool accident um it, th those sequences where it's almost subliminal there's a lot of really weird lots of hitlers you can actually see the hitlers in this but there's yeah I think there's even a uh, there's even a cutaway where Clytus sees a picture of Hitler and he's like, "Hey, this guy's been like this guy." He just missed it. He said, <laughs> "He said shows he he showed promise." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. I love it. Even this back is very Scientologist type. Yes. <laughs> he's. He's reaching his 30-second level Phaeton <laughs> removal level in Scientology. Yes. Got him back down to a fetus. But don't fill him with anything above level three. I doubt if the human mind could take it. I understand. Level three only. It's also a very Star Trek concept, like uh, Spock's brain that you can... Right. <laughs> you can just drain it out and put it back in. Drain it out, load up something else. Right. <laughs> Begin to reprogram. Continue to level six. Level six? I gave you an order. Program the subject to level six. You know, you were saying earlier that uh, the, the guy from Queen had done some music for like uh, an Ultraman or Daikaiju type music album or something, but yes. actually like the special effects and the acting and like the I don't know even like that whole scene right there where she's like level 6 reminds me of uh, like old Godzilla movies mm-hmm mm-hmm here comes a sexual oh, there's your yeah let's say there's your innuendo what's that I'm not going to make any. I love this. It, the planet. <laughs> yeah. Now take a left turn over Phrygia. The next moon rising. But these are all from the the 
original stories and it was always like this you just sort of be flying around in the sky it's it's very you know just like the beginning take a right at this at this planet <laughs> just over there is the other planet why don't they team up and overthrow him team up what does that mean maybe i'll show you sometime Wonderful. those cards are ridiculous but they're nicely Layered, well, that have a nice dimension to them. Well, yeah. Well, that whole sequence where they were traveling, like, you know, through the void or whatever, and even this, it reminds me a little bit also of like Star Trek: The Motion Picture. Yes. Now you see, I would have, I would have forgotten all about <laughs> Dale and Doctor Zarkov. I'm like those guys. I've only known them for like twelve hours. <laughs> <laughs> Where's this pleasure planet you speak of? Many brave men died to bring it here from the galaxy of pleasure. The galaxy of pleasure. It'll make your nights with Ming more agreeable. It's like space ecstasy yeah. or something. You need, yeah. yeah, you need to take that. No, but it will make you not mind remembering. <laughs> I'll take two. <laughs> wow. Space Nickel. Time's up. The 70s and the 80s were really a time for filmmakers to be able to surround themselves with beautiful women in bikinis. You're kidding. Think to him? Of course. Don't you have telepathy on Earth? Hey, could I Oh, he's such a schlub. <laughs> Man. I'm telling you, Flash. Ming's daughter is way more fun than Dale will ever be. Ever. He's got a little bit of, like, episode four Luke Skywalker in him. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what, that's what I thought, but as a kid, I, I was just like, but it's kind of like a um, commercialized, you know. He, he was very just sort of, uh, I, I thought at the time, and he is kind of cookie-cutter, blonde, leading man role. Oh, she drank it all. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> oh, he's talking to her. He's trying to, yeah, he's trying to communicate with her. And this is great. This is just, this is actually what, like, evil girlfriends do when you're on the phone to your, your other girlfriend anyway. <laughs> But this is one of the few um, psychic communicate because whenever I see any movie or hear anything where people are communicating with each other psychically, I think, how do you, you know, how do you control your thoughts to the point of where you can communicate somebody without like having something horrible or incoherent coming through, right. something you don't want coming through? And this is one of the few places where that actually happens. And they play it off for comedy. This woman's very Adrian Barbeau looking. Oh, she's having more. Good grief. Here comes the, the women's lib mo moment. 
Well, maybe one. You're right, she does look like her, uh, was it Adrian Barbo? Yeah. Yeah, that was something, uh, I don't know if I ever, like, told you guys enough, but man, I watched all those Carpenter movies and most of them for the first time, and now several of them have become, like, favorites, man. I've watched a lot of them multiple times. Have you watched The World's End yet? No. Um, by the guys who did, uh, Shaun of the Dead? No, I have not seen that one yet. The last half of that movie is like a great John Carpenter. I, I don't know if they purposely meant to pay tribute to John Carpenter, but it sure feels like it. And Because it, it's not overt, you know, it's not like, oh, this is like a scene from this movie. But the feel of it and the soundtrack goes into the thumping synthesizers. Right. No, I wanted to. I loved uh, Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz both. Oh, now they've made it to Dagobah. No, now they're at Dagobah, exactly. How far to the landing pad? Just without the uh, industrial lights and magic special effects. <laughs> no kidding. They move a little slower. The spaceship's pretty slow. Well, I love the exhaust on all these spaceships. Yes. It can't just be light. It has to be a little, like... St well, that makes sense. They should have exhaust once they hit... An atmosphere. atmosphere. Thing. Mm -hmm. Oh, Ming. Uh, All again. She did a little switchy switch here. Poor Ming. Oh, no. Yeah, this is. No, don't worry. It doesn't get too great. <laughs> <laughs> what did that help him at all? He just took that belt off. That didn't do anything. It just he was just preparing, just just making access slightly easier. That's a girl who brought me coffee this morning. Dale doesn't care that girl's probably gonna get disintegrated. <laughs> yeah. I hung in the dungeon. Oh man. Yeah, this very, this this reminds me of Coruscant and Naboo a lot. Yeah, or even uh, Cloud City. Mhm. Mm hey, buddy. And another and another thing that was weird about this at the time was it, it wasn't weird, but it was almost a throwback. Is after Star Wars, science fiction movies sort of strove to keep that lived-in look. Oh yeah. This this is the classic science fiction where everything's spanky new and looks like a set <laughs> right wow she's a ninja oh, she's mess around yeah no joke <laughs> all right through the gas mask i love how these guys just ignore the smoking bodies on the floor and just keep walking right. about their way they grab your shoes Oh, these guys are cool. Yeah, they almost remind me of the one Nemoidian in episode uh -huh. one. Oh, you're totally right. With the wired on. They're cutting through the outer door. I just love the the composition of all the scenes and. Sure. 
there's even uh, I, that last scene with the guy with the goggles even reminds me a little of uh, if you've ever seen uh, THX 1138. You know, I never ever have. I mean, I've seen, I've read about it online. And I've seen like stills of it and stuff, but I've not actually watched the actual film. It's a good mu- movie. It can be it can be slow and challenging. Um, but it's good. Uh, he actually did a a little read. I guess you got what we'll call it a special edition of it where he he added stuff to it and cleaned up the special effects. But it's way more subtle and effective than the Star Wars movies because it's a different kind of movie. There's no goofiness to it, you know. He didn't there wasn't any goofiness in the movie to start out with, so he didn't add any. Got a nice little duck strange window in the background. Yeah. Who is playing the Darth Vader type guy? I don't remember the actor's name. He's a real, uh, he's a really famous character actor though. What's his name? Well, what's his like the act, the character's name though? Plytus. Peter Weingard. Peter Weingard. Let's see here. He's got a great voice. He loves to yeah. sniff things. <laughs> he's very scent oriented. That. Play this. Now, now we're on um, Endor. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. Yeah, that was. I, I thought the same thing. Like it was almost like Endor, but yeah, this is the fog of Lake Dagobah. Yeah, they're totally on the Endor moon. Um, it's like Endagaba. Um, yeah, that guy, Weingard or whatever. He apparently was a big BBC star because he was on the Avengers, The Saint, Sherlock Holmes, The Prisoner. Bunch of classic BBC shows. Oh, interesting. I love initiations. Oh, she's she's a freak. And now we're gonna okay. get a little Star Trek two. In some ways. I am now of age, Green Father. This is like the Robin Hood planet. Yes, it is. It, it totally is. Timothy Dalton is Robin Hood, basically. But Timothy Dalton hates Flash because his girlfriend likes him too. Now that guy is that. That guy looks like uh, Kevin Bacon. He's got sort yeah, of a little a, bit. Or he even looks. You said Khan. He almost looks like Khan's uh, second in command. You're right. You're right. Maybe it is. It could very well be that same actor. Always oh, got to fight the sting or the uh, scorpion. Yeah, it's sort of more like a game of uh, Russian roulette. It's like which hole oh, you stick your hand into. It's just really strange that you know usually initiations are tests of willpower, strength, and stuff. This is just like random luck. Random, yeah. You could have the greatest potential fighter in the future, and. Uh, no. Send me on my way. Spare me the madness. Hold him. Oh dang. It's a hard world. Yeah.
that was extreme. Oh my god, these sets. I do sometimes keep a promise. I often wonder what happens to all that stuff when they probably chop it up. Yeah, I know. Use it for other stuff or throw it in the landfill, I guess. I don't know. I would love to just have some big compound somewhere and when they throw the stuff up, just show up with my truck. Yeah. Oh my god. I think, man, I may be watching the special features on Superman the movie Blu-ray set I got uh-huh. a while back. There was something there, I think, about keeping some of the sets. You hear about it every once in a while. Stuff will turn up and something. But, you know, I mean, I realize that there's just not enough storage space in the world. Yeah, to keep a warehouse. I mean, these sets are gigantic. And the movies that you don't know anybody will even care about. Right. When I think of that, I think of, like, like, let's say, like, the original Alien, for example where they had, like, all these, you know, bulkheads and hallways and everything else. Giant H.R. Giger sets. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, yeah, someone just, like, disassembled that and threw it away one day. Yep, send it out to the landfill. (laughs) I'm sure they probably try and reuse as much of the material as they can, but... How much? Then it's not what it was before. Yeah, I mean, how many more... You, You can't really use, like any of the alien stuff because it's just so it would be such a dead giveaway to yeah um, well I'm sure a lot of it's like kind of like a almost like building a house where there's like framing and then you know different materials on top of that frame so they probably can like reuse the inside but not the obviously the exterior stuff but this is (laughs) here comes a great pitch it is so funny let's team up and fight him He has had that mustache for so long. For so long. (laughs) My father in law is probably the same age as Timothy Dalton, and he has had the same freaking mustache since like 1975. But yeah, it's just the look those guys kept. These lizard men. These lizard men can't catch a break. They're getting vaporized, they're in prison, now they're getting drowned. Oh. Oh. <laughs> this is the king's or Ming's uh daughter. Daughter? Yeah. Hmm. I'm not really don't see the appeal of S and M, but I sort of am starting to. <laughs> starting now to start. we will learn the yeah, location. Yeah, right about here I'm base. starting to understand what's going on. Look, he's got his hands. Those uh, hands holding her down. grabbed him yeah. and holding her down. Yeah. I never noticed that before. Oh, I like it. <laughs> Give me the boar. Oh, dang, the boar worms. That sounds bad. I'll bring her the boar worms. <laughs> Yes, uh, the, what the boar worms do actually, though, is they read like legal manuals and stuff and drive you nuts with boredom. <laughs> Things are going to get really cold hearted right about now. Ah, Masonic symbols everywhere. Oh. Father. The traitor is close to confession, Your Majesty. 
Should we stop the torture? No. Father! Damn you, father! Man. Cold hearted. Yeah. Cold blooded. <laughs> Damned woman's using me again. Oh, what do you expect of Ming's daughter? I always keep expecting this guy playing the flute that like a snake is gonna come out of that that jug that's sitting there, but it never happens. He's got a snake on his flute too. Yeah. It makes me wonder if there was stuff cut out of this. I've never seen any kind of outtake scenes or anything like that. I'll, although I imagine they would be fascinating. Oh, they just let them sit right at the edge. You know, I just figured they'd put them all the way under. No, notice there's only like one lizard guy that's <laughs> left. Still it. hanging on. Yeah. Oh no, there's a couple of them. There's another one there, yeah. Yes, you can. Go on, get in. Oh, they, how did? Why did he get in there? I missed what the guy had said previously in that scene with the flute. And that guy that was playing the flute right there. Well, they're, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, they're 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 freeing him now, but. Past the spirit, there's always hope. There's better than hope. I stole a key to this cage. We'll need weapons to cross the swamp. They're stored in the temple. Bald guy looks familiar to me too. Hmm. Hold on, Hawkman. Hold we'll be right back. Hold on, Hawkman. I know. <laughs> it's so, but you know, I always was like, what cheesy dialogue, but now. When I watch it, I realize it was, it's not. Intentional. Yeah, it's, it's intentional totally cheesy dialogue, and it's wonderful. One year in a cabin of ice will cool And so much costume design. So oh, much yeah. budget spent. Ming, uh, Ming's, he's loving it. Look at him. He's just. Yeah. But that little pose that he's doing there, that's right out of the Flash Gordon comic books. Right. That's a very. Um, you know of the of that realistic cartooning style of of those days. They really like this brain drain machine. They really keep using it <laughs> right. as a background for for other scenes. Dude, Clytus, I like Clytus. Uh, <laughs> that's got Can to you hurt. read my mind? Yeah. <laughs> uh. Nice. Cloud City. Yep, Cloud City, that's right. Is this the home of the Hawk people? Oh, yeah, the it is. Got world, yeah. Not what you'd expect. You'd expect it to be a little more, you know, dirty and, you know, old turkey legs. Maybe like the like the top of a crag or something, you know, like a mountain airy. Yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, stone and and torches and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, he's he's such a great character. When I was a kid, I always, um, for some reason, I thought it was the the, the same actor who played um, in Indi in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, played uh, what's his name? Topo. Uh, Reese Davies or something. Reese Davies, yeah. Yeah. Michael Bailey, that's hilarious. Put some glasses on him. The beard. <laughs> That's what he should be for Halloween next year. Oh, it would be awesome. Dude, look at him. <laughs> it would be, the, and, and it's a kind of costume where you can't be, I mean, that's the funny thing is he's a, 
you know, he's the, the savage, but the savages are always jolly too, you know. Yeah. Live yeah. Life Good sense of humor. Yeah. Yeah. They're, yeah. Oh, they're always eating and having a big hearty laugh. Oh, dang, man. They got some upper body strength. They're just hauling up those lines. Sure. Swing it around. Oh, he's made it into his tank top. How fortunate. Oh. That was a trap. Yeah, you must pass the test first. Oh, yeah. You know what tests are here on... <laughs> up the creek. You are trespassed but only a tree man may enter. A stranger in this... I, I take it back. Look, he's got a little bit of dirt rubbed on his arm. <laughs> yeah. After being yeah. soaked in the swamp. I guess he's got a little dirt on his t-shirt. I was thinking that was a picture, but not in those days. It's just because of my wife beater. I swear by the great god Arbor, I'll not kill you. I swear by my insane gloves, I will not kill you. <laughs> Dude, he is Robin Hood, though. He is Robin Hood. He's Actually, even got, like, the... Those gloves like the are sewn almost up like, shirt. Those gloves are almost actually Robin yeah. from Batman. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I that's mean, actually like that's like a James this is like what the bad guy will do to James Bond in a James Bond movie where he'll have to do some like insane, you know yeah. feat of bravery in the initial confrontation. But uh, but it's it's funny because this it's it's kind of like oh you know initiation ritual, but if this scene was just him with a gun with <laughs> you know one bullet in it and they're passing it back and forth, it w all of a sudden it would be like, hey this isn't so cool. Not that this is cool, but My thought would be, if you're doing this, why be dramatic about it? Just stick your hand in it and get it over with. <laughs> if you're going to stick your hand in it. Second down. <laughs> you see, Flash is a football player, so he puts oh, yes. everything into yes. football terms. Are you sure these are the rules? <laughs> They've just been changed. Pray that I don't change them again. <laughs> Man, I remember this from when I was a kid, though. The theater was tense as hell during this part. It, it really worked well in the theater. And it was funny. This was It, it took about to about 20 minutes ago in this movie before the people in the theater like settled down and were into it. Well, when I say the people in the theater, it was a theater full of little kids. I've always wondered why people have to tell someone they tricked them right after they tricked them. <laughs> tricked you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like kicking him in the head and going, I kicked you, Baron. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is like Luke training in Dagobah. It, it totally is, right down to the wife beater. Yeah. He just needs some, he needs Deep Roy on his back. Yep, Bellini. need to do a little flip over a log here. What was oh. funny is I was just reading about um, a boy and his dog. 
And there's a character in that named Fellini too that was Oh dang. Um You know Now this reminds me of like the Princess Bride. Yeah, but in, not that that's really related, but back in the day, quicksand was a common you know thing that you, you don't see people in quicksand anymore. You know what I mean? Actually, yeah. the Crystal Skull had some quicksand in it. Yeah. But I mean, any movie that used to be like people getting in danger, quicksand was almost big risk. Yeah. To the point of where when I was a little kid, I'd be out in the woods and be worried, you know. <laughs> the woods I, of northern New York have that I could uh, step quicksand. Into quicksand, yeah. yeah. And and it just doesn't maybe people aren't as scared as quicksand as they used to be back in the day. Maybe they should be. Mm-hmm. I uh it's funny you say that. I can remember for me as a kid. I grew up in West Virginia, and it's also very similar, you know, very, very mountainous, very heavily wooded, and all that. I was always, like, when I saw Jurassic Park, I don't know why. I don't know. Yeah, that was always something that freaked me out. Was like it seemed like a lot of the scenes from the movie where they were uh, attacked by the dinosaurs looked very similar to like the walk down my parents' house. Yes, but, uh, yes. It's just funny when you're a kid how things like that stick in your mind. That was a really cool monster. Yeah, it was like an inflatable monster. Um. Oh. Uh. Um. I mean, I to the point of I remember being a kid and like reading up on how to escape quicksand. Look at that great fly phallus. Right. Spaceship. Great. Oh. Here come the Wicked Witch of the West. Uh, yeah. Flunkies. Monkeys. That. Oh, that was cool. Excuse me, waking you. Ver oh, he's um, sleeping Empire in there. Empire Strikes Back? Yeah. His little meditation chamber. Uh huh. I figure if. Well, I mean, have you ever had a broken limb at all? Uh, no, I actually have never broken ne a. Never had a cast uh, before? Uh, no. I, I actually, like, had major knee surgery in high school. So I was in like a brace for a while, but not very long. It, I guess, when you're a supervillain that has those things permanently attached to your face, it might be like a cat. I mean, when and when I when I was a kid, I broke my ankle and my wrist. Uh huh. You wear a cast for a few weeks, and let me tell you, <laughs> when they take the cast off, it ain't pretty underneath. Oh man, I can imagine. It, you know, it's just it. It's it's there's layers of skin that have sloughed off and stuff. So you know, I ima imagine like him and Darth Vader. You know, people are thinking, oh, it's his life support system and stuff like that. No, it's probably like he's getting a little facial, getting all his oh, skin sloughed yeah. off and stuff in their cha their meta chamber chambers. It's more probably more like a woman, you know, putting on makeup than than revitalizing their vital fluids and stuff. I noticed, uh, yeah, that's a good point. I noticed that Flash is, he's all cleaned up now. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> he not only was he in the swamp, then he was almost eaten by the, you know, I'm surprised they didn't have monster. a scene where they're like, go into the cleaning chamber, and they studied right. it, and it just like, I mean, his t-shirt's cleaned off. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's like pristine. Save them for. That's kind of creepy, Flash. We've only known each other, 
Less than 24 hours now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's how he's, oh, he's, dang, he's pretty that confident cool. he that wolf. this... He walked right on out on that like it was... He knew it was going to be there. This, I think, is like this, the... Just one of the big... This was one of the things you could tell when they thought it up for the movie. They were like, this is... This is going to be one of our great sequences. Oh, yeah. This this little platform they have here is is awesome. Oh, you didn't shake hands. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, Kirk style. Yep. That just dun, makes dun, him, dun, makes him dun, mad. Dun, 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 dun. Um, Voltan's right-hand man there has the hairstyle of a Brit of a middle-aged British rock star. <laughs> he probably was. Ah ha 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 ha! See, I love it. They just keep ramping up the. And I also like that there's people in the background yelling, "Watch out!" Yeah, no shit. Watch out! He's got a whip. <laughs> <laughs> uh -oh. All that football training makes you good with it. Yeah. <laughs> I love that laugh. It's like you can almost unhinge his jaw and just like a Pez dispenser. Yeah. I'd it makes oh. me want to gain weight and grow a beard just so I can laugh heartily with people. I'd love to be at work and and do the the a favorite trick at work is when there's a big bowl of boiled eggs, you throw a real egg in there. So when people <laughs> are taking the skins off the, the, the shells off the boiled eggs, they get the real egg. I'd love to be standing in the corner. Big and fat with a beard going, ah! Ha, 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 ha. Hey, I'm gonna put you on mute real quick. I'll be right back. My little son just woke up here. It'll just be a moment. Okay. Yeah, B. Just put you on mute real quick. I've always wondered in this movie if those spikes were made out of styrofoam or something because it seems. Really dangerous. If you if you notice, they got it choreographed. It looks like to where the most part, whenever they fall and well, not there. This could actually seems like a very screen actors guild non friendly sequence. <laughs> There can't just be a pit either. It has to be a pit with a vortex. Alright, I'm back. Can you hear me? Yeah, you didn't miss okay, much. Cool. I just talked to myself for a few minutes. That's good. I was wondering what those spikes were actually made of. If they were styrofoam <laughs> or something. Because I could see some horrible... They were probably all styrofoam except that one he just hauled himself up on. Humanity. <laughs> <laughs> so cheesy. Uh, 
Dude, it's it is man, it is really like though like like a Kirk uh, yes. landing party from the original series for sure. Oh yeah. What is this hum humanity? Humanity. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Shake hands, come on, brother. Yeah. Oh man. You're on the wrong planet, Robin Hood. Actually, if you took British rock star and if you see him over Volton's shoulder and put a little headband on him, he could be Rambo. <laughs> yeah. First Blood Part 2. That is something that, uh, man, y'all need to do on Commentary Monthly Monday. Those, I mean, those are some of my favorite movies when I was a kid, but First Blood to this day is still one of my all-time favorite movies. I love that movie. First Blood is a fantastic movie. It's a really good book, too. I don't think the book oh, yeah? is called First Blood. It was called something else. Okay. But I, I, I remember... <laughs> it's a long story. I read it in a jail cell. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, man, you'll have to see it. Whenever y'all cover that movie, you'll have to share that story. Well, that story's coming up in episode 420, actually. Probably it'll probably end up in Chris vs. Oh. Drugs, as will Flash Gordon. Okay. It's my college roommate and I. Whenever we would take LSD in college... We would ceremoniously pull out his Flash Gordon album, vinyl, oh, wow. which was on weirdly colored plastic vinyl that when you put it under a black light, like glowed in a star pattern. Okay. Then we would take the album and we would do that little where you hold it on the edges and you wobble it and it goes wob 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 and we'd listen to that for a while. Oh, here's a great great shot here. The I'm melting. I'm melting. Oh, what a world. Oh, oh dang. Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> I love it. I like how Flash has to go check him out. Yeah. Yeah, we would we, we would take LSD, and the first thing we would do while waiting for the effects to kick in would be to listen to the Flash Gordon soundtrack blasted out in our dorm room. And then there was always a part where we had to, st where, you know, we were in the room and people were talking. We'd make, we'd go, stop, stop talking. It's the sensitive part of the song. <laughs> that would be the part where Freddie Mercury would go, just a man. Yeah, yeah. Come on, British rock star. You're totally right. He looks like he'd be a drummer in some. Yeah, it's like Denny Lane yeah. from the Moody Blues or something, you know. It just that—that's what they all look like in their forties. Oh, here's the music. One of the oh, he's changed his outfit again. He's got a fresh tank on. He just ripped that one up. <laughs> all his wounds are healed. Is he using that as a parachute? Uh-oh. This spaceship is just a painting on a map. <laughs> yeah. Signal to it. <laughs> and it's... Uh, what's it? Look at that guy's hat. That's goofy. Mm-hmm. He looks like... Actually, he looks like an extra in Star Wars. He looks like mm -hmm. George Lucas's buddies that they put in an Imperial costume.
I've got other plans for you. We have other plans for you, Imagine. Flash. You want to destroy me? I have to. It's the only way to save Earth. Man, he just embodies the look of of the old illustrations, right? Here's the Darth Vader moment where join us or die. Mm-hmm. What's funny is those lamps behind him. <laughs> I see they they make lamps like that now with the little clouds on them. They project clouds onto the walls. I see them at garage sales. All the time. Okay. Who better than you? And it looks like those. Your moon is drifting very close now. Earth's end might come within. He's even wearing his black Darth Vader skull cap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his his little skull cap or whatever his hat. It's pretty cool. After the earthquakes and tidal. Is that a cough or a dog? No, that was my son. He's. Hold on, I'll be right back. Let's mute this real quick. It sounded like uh, one of Michael Bailey's dogs. It's the temptation of Flash. We have decided to marry her. She's exceptional. I wonder why Ming keeps referring to himself as we you really prefer death to the kingdom i'm disappointed i'd much rather see you on my side man and scattered into max von Sadow was just perfect but as you wish i'm wondering how old he is in this now that I'm getting old, I start looking at these movies and I start wondering, how old was that guy? And he may have been younger than me, than I am currently now at the at the right, filming of this movie. Oh dang! They left Flash on there, and they're gonna bombard they're it. They're gonna, they're gonna blow it up. But remember, it's every 15 minutes. <laughs> You're right. It has followed that, that timeline. Oh, here, here's some Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. It's funny. It's like, how much of this is really like like Lucas playing off of these old serials or like this playing off of those old serials? And how much of this like it's us like making it fit, you know? It's for, Oh, it's us making it fit because I'm sure... You know the production of this in Empire were not were were probably going on at similar times. They, oh you know, yeah, they didn't get oh, yeah. if if Empire oh, yeah. saw something in this. I don't remember which one came out. Just <laughs> ahead, <laughs> I know the the king of the hawk people sitting. He's always sitting spread eagle with his <laughs> leather thong. It's so funny. It might be the only way you can sit with a leather thong. There might not be a lot of give to the thing, you know. <laughs> yeah, but it almost makes it almost like makes him like a little kid, you know, in a way. Yeah. But then his character is kind of like that. He's he's like a right. like character. Now you right. see, I I hated all the the spaceship battle stuff in it because. I thought it was trying so hard to like milk the Star Wars mm -hmm. feel of excitement, 
without with, while being basically just a cheesy mat that looked like you know from 20 years ago right instead of but now it's it's awesome he's got a CB radio uh-huh that's so funny and his although this was in the days before jet skis it pretty much looks like a jet ski yeah, what did he say? It was a rocket cycle? Yeah. <laughs> Space rocket cycle. This is a common trope, too. It seems like a lot of, a lot of adventure, you know, old-school adventure movies or whatever, where the female lead is being, you know, somehow given to the bad guy. Yeah. Hang on. We're going to have to appreciate this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As the rest of the pillow fight, are, yeah, yeah, pillow fight. Ah, uh, but they'll end up friends. Not as good friends as I would would hope. <laughs> they're the serving maids or whatever. I think it's they're, hilarious. They're loving it. They're the proxies <clears throat> for the men watching them. This. Uh, now kiss. How it goes. I've been such a bad fool. I never knew what. And I also like the the trope in movies like this, where it's like we have to stop the wedding. I believe you, Aura. As if. But I don't. It's all over. If if Ming marries Dale, it's all over. Not that the Earth is in peril. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like, so sort of the big moment of suspense is can Flash stop the wedding of Ming? As, as if, as if they get married, Dale will be like, I don't know, Flash. I don't know what, I, what, what, what to say. I can't run off with you. I'm married to Ming. <laughs> We're married right. now. I was under duress, but I gotta stick with it. You know. Right. <laughs> it's just ain't gonna happen. So it's sort of a false, false dilemma but at the same time I fall for it every time it <laughs> just sort of works every time a guard will take you to the waiting room it's just a whole it's 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 like the the prequels mixed with Leia's bikini all the female well, all costumes. the headdresses on these women is very much like a Queen Amidala type yeah. thing oh there you go here comes the music oh yeah Here's where it just. Here's I love the, the uh, phaser on the. Yeah. I mean, the lasers. The lasers actually become part of the music on the soundtrack. I love it. Gotcha. And I don't. And and I don't know how much of it was. You know, for, I, I'm assuming it was probably Freddie Mercury doing all the synthesizer stuff on this because he was a piano player. But it could be Brian May because. He's a, I found out Brian May, the guitarist from Queen, is an astrophysicist. Oh my gosh. He's all these books on the history of the universe and stuff. Wow. <laughs> it's amazing. Oh. Ah. Here's your trench run. Yep. <laughs> so funny. We're, we're, we're getting to one of the most magical spots where, you know, when the music kicks in and... Oh, that's War Rocket Ajax. 
<laughs> it's like he's an also it, it's sort of like he's in a piece of exercise equipment too it's got that sort of back <laughs> yeah. brace on it yeah it's just like he's, his treadmill yeah <laughs> charge the boosters I love space. I, I see. I would love a spaceship like that. If I was gonna have a spaceship, it would either be the Millennium Falcon or a big, just Nautilus-style cruiser mm -hmm. like these. And I would make all my crew wear funny hats. There's even some like ricochet noises happening. I think I'm gonna call those sideburn oh, wow. hats. Oh yes. As far as you can see, the Hawkmen are coming. Hold on! Our trap play worked! They'll follow me for sure! Cool. Our trap play worked. Okay. That's that's Flash. He can't just uh -huh. he can't just spring a trap. He's gotta be like, I'm springing my trap. He's not coming out, sir. Charge capacities to electrify cloud. See this these two talking to me reminds me of uh like the Imperial officers, you know, on a Star Destroyer like Cold or even like Moff Tarkin, like, guys. yeah. Evacuate in our moment of triumph. Are you mad? And it's got a little bit of Han Solo trying to lure them into the. <laughs> we'll beat them with our clubs. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of a cool shot of the ship coming up through the yeah. cloud. Oh man, the hot guys. That probably was really hard to put that many all in one shot like that. It, that that shot reminds me of. You ever seen Barbarella? No. Barbarella is cut from the same cloth as this. Yeah, yeah. Sense. I mean, I'm I'm slightly familiar with it just in like a general sense, but. Oh, maybe that'll be our sequel commentary for this. We'll have to do Barbarella. Oh my god. Gotcha. I don't know if I can do there's so much like Oh, puberty moments in Barbarella though. There might just be like long silence periods of me going oh. <laughs> Jane Fonda at her peak. At her peak. With a with a perky oh, husband. Yep. It's cutting them apart. I like how they make sort of bird noises as they fall too. You know, I think this is the music I, the cue I was talking about earlier. Yeah, this is like music I've heard they this ripped before. it off for the video game, um, Vanguard. Oh, okay. They get energized up in Vanguard. They hot guys are getting wasted. It's okay. There's they've got lots of them. Yeah, this is actually I, a pretty cool battle. I hated this music as a kid it sounded so cheesy just having it these synthesizers instead if it was an orchestra orchestra going dun, 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 I would have been all into it but I was like oh that's cheap and now it's just like it's it's great it was Dude, this firefight is awesome I... <laughs> oh that one's a point-blank range yeah this is cool Dude, the hot guys are getting just cut to pieces. Except that guy. They love it though, you know. Oh those, yeah. Those barbarian pieces—they—they—they—they're dying with honor. I. 
Yeah. <laughs> That's right off the album, too. Yeah, who wants to live forever? <laughs> uh, perhaps today is a good day to die. Sure is. Dude, the hot guys are so slow. <laughs> if they could fly a little faster, they maybe wouldn't get shot so bad. Ah, uh, you can only you can only sort of wobble them so fast on those wires in front of the <laughs> screen, you know. <laughs> yeah, there's 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 a there's a team of guys like hauling them across the set, you know, that are just killing themselves. It was probably all the the battery power they could possibly get to have their wings flap at the speed that they're flat, you know, the impossibly slow speed that they're flapping in this. Right. <laughs> Now that I'm watching it, it's just like I love I love watching for the places where they actually have the stuff set off to set off actual sparks flying. Right. <laughs> I love he's not actually shot doing anything. Yes, he's just got that great those great eyes. You know, he right. knows how to work right. his eyes to make him look praised. Yeah. No, it's funny. Uh, I'm gonna put you on hold one more time. Sorry about that. Okay. Yeah. I uh, well. <laughs> I love that right through the back of his chair. Now it's reminding me of when <laughs> I love it. The hole blasted right through the chair. Nice banner they made up. These guys in in Mongo don't fuck around with <laughs> with uh how they deal with their interlopers. When they kill Flash Gordon, they make him a beautifully carved um, gravestone with his with his name and his own personal font for the wedding of Ming. They, I mean, they must have. I mean. I have to assume that this movie is all taking place in about an 18-hour period of time. Tell me more about this man, Houdini. Uh, that's just ridiculous that there's long-lived Flash graffiti in the prisons. <laughs> Although now that I think of it, that um, surveillance camera that they had up in the corner there that was something that you didn't really see in 1980. I wonder if they were, if that's anticipatory. It looks like a modern surveillance camera. I like that beam. Let's see how they do that. I never noticed that before, that whole little weird hand beam and the weird little acting moment where he was trying different angles. Alright, everybody! 
tomorrow. Remember to keep your head down. <sighs> See him in your city, Prince. <laughs> we must. That right-hand man, I've seen him in something before. I'm even thinking maybe Dune. Uh, the, that's the one thing I hate in any movie. I hate countdown timers. They just they just drive me nuts. They just drive me nuts. I, I think I have too much of an internal brain clock. Because I'm pretty good at just sort of blindly doing something and somebody will go oh what time is it and I can within five ten minutes usually tell what time it is so whenever they have this okay so they have a three minute five second timer going right now my brains somewhere in my brain it's counting down three minutes and five seconds and okay we're at an hour almost an hour 38 minutes I have a feeling that that timer is gonna go long past one hour 40 minutes <laughs> before the earth blows up all creatures will make merry <laughs> as we'll also notice in, in the future here that on Mongo they also use the wedding march man Everybody, they, everybody's got the Masonic symbol on them. What is that supposed to mean? Now that is a shield. Hey, that's an Earth microphone she has. Oh yes, feel the power, Ming. <laughs> what? 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 Just the way this guy acts, even when he's not grinning, it looks like he's just the happiest guy in the world. <laughs> just way too happy. <laughs> I love the whole rah rah earth thing too in all these movies. Okay, I'm back. You're just in time. Flash Gordon's thing. Sorry about that. My wife came home. My son is not feeling very well, so I had to get him situated. Oh, nice shot. Now, the professor character, he had his mind wiped. Um, his, uh, they, they basically oh, wrote it off, dang. yeah, they, they basically wrote it off in one line where he said, he actually mentioned the Beatles, 
You know, he was what? like, you can't defeat the human spirit. They thought, you know, they thought they'd wipe my memory, but I slowly remembered everything because I am a human. We're in the rah-rah human phase of the movie. Yes, the, the Roddenberry phase. Yes. <laughs> Where, you know, there, there must be a hell of a planet you come from, Flash. It's not bad. And that's like an applause line in the movie. Yeah, we're not bad. <laughs> I'm just going to shoot all the doors open from now on. That's a very... Man, it's crazy. That's a very... Oh, wow. That's a very, uh, you know, episode four type thing where they're shooting doors. This looks like the Death Star set even. Yes, yes. Yeah, you know what You know what it is that those um, Imperial Guard things sort of remind me of? They sort of remind me of the drone crew from the um, black hole. Okay, so I have not seen that in so long, but robotized I, I trust crew. you. Ooh, this is a nice beam. It's all circular. Yeah. I think I'm taking this one with me. <laughs> I like uh, I like how the, when they shoot guys in this, it goes all the way through them. Yeah, that's uh, sort of how that's it should. That's a cool effect. Yeah, yeah, that's a good effect. Oh, they're going to get to the marriage. And as I noted when you walked away before, they still use the wedding march in space. <laughs> this is a great, great way to power wedding vows. To blaster into space until such time as you grow weary. <laughs> <laughs> I do not. <laughs> I mean, the soundtrack album. I mean, all that. It just the has all that dialogue is so ingrained in it for me. Yeah, okay. We're down to 135, and we're at 1 hour and 43 minutes. When the three-minute timer started, it was 1 hour and 37 minutes. <laughs> so we're, we're six minutes into the three-minute timer with over a minute and a half left on it. Right. Drives me nuts. Drives me nuts. There's a part of my brain just ticking that off. <laughs> Oh, his internal monologue is awesome. Freeze! Deactivate the lightning field. Or I'll shoot you. Is this in the being the actor and getting your your script and reading? Okay, practicing. Deactivate the lightning shield. Deactivate the lightning shield. Deactivate the lightning shield. <laughs> Oh boy. Can you tell where this is going? Go Flash! The only thing that would have made this better if it was in, Oh. It was in 3D. Oh, that's how he's gonna go out? Wow. His own ship. Hoisted on his own petard. Mm hmm. Okay, he's got the green blood. Yeah. Wow.
Okay, about 12 seconds left. Stop your attack on Earth and I'll spare your life. Yes, yeah, stop talking. Uh, you got about three seconds left. Oh, there goes Earth. Ah, oh, too bad. <laughs> it's all moot now, Flash. Don't, don't, don't worry about it. Just let him die. It doesn't. There's nothing you can do. Your power's fading, me. Your power's a weak old man. <laughs> Did the detail on his little. Oh, he's turned it on himself. You pick it up. You could be the new me. Boom! The reactors are destroyed. Glad you made it, Voltan. Better late than never! Ha 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 there's the back cover of the album right there. That image right there where they're coming down the stairs? No, where he jumped up into the... Oh. <laughs> no, this is the end of Star Wars right here. No kidding. Yeah. <laughs> he's the rightful heir. How? Because he's the most British, kingly-looking... Uh -huh. You can't make Voltan. Yeah. I would have made Voltan king. But he, no, he's a jolly King Cole type guy. Right. Every breed of Mongo live together. Every I love breed Mongo. All these guys, when they're first introduced, they're ruthless bastards killing people. Now they're just like, everybody will live together <laughs> in harmony. We all learn valuable life lessons in our adulthood from Flash Gordon, the football player. A little more rah-rah Earth, specifically New York City. Right. Do do do. Thanks. <laughs> Not thank you. Thanks. Thanks. Uh huh. <laughs> Thanks. Flash. Now they should have put that. They should have sculpted that into his uh, his specific font. Yes. But. Oh, ho. oh, I love that. Oh, that's awesome. Very good, man. That actually was that was a hoot. That was a one of my favorites, man. That's good. Available on Electra Records and Tapes. Nice. <laughs> I do own this this on vinyl. Very cool. Ah, oh, just this this musical piece. I think I'm gonna when when we when we when we do the end credits of the show, I'll pl I'll play this music. I just love it. Any any excuse. I would pay good money to see a live band performing. The, I mean, this is some great. Hard rock. Mm -hmm. <laughs> totally lost on me as a kid too. Oh yeah. I like that that they have a whole section just for the people who did Skies and Clouds, which I guess was a very <laughs> big. 
So you liked it? Oh yeah, I liked it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I liked it for like just the enjoyment of it as a crazy, you know, whimsical movie. I think that's the tone it was made in. The, you know, yeah. they kind of owned it. So no, it's good. It's very good. I would. Yeah, I'd it. have to like. I, I kept asking questions about the plot. There's not much plot here, but uh, yeah, I'd have to. I, you know, seeing it for the first time, it's hard to talk as well as, you know, catch what's going on in the dialogue and all that. But, uh, that was good. What I always do when I'm doing the commentaries is I turn on the subtitles. That way I don't... Yeah, I did have... I don't know if I had it turned on somehow in VLC or if the the actual file we were watching had them, like... Yeah, no, it's it has a... Embedded in there. Yeah, it, but it, yeah, it, I, it can I turn can it off it. and stuff, but it defaults on... Yeah, so that was good. No, I did at least have that going for me. See, that's oh, okay. Zarkov was played by the actor named Topol. I always get that confused. I always want to think that Topol also played Sala. It's just right. a weird name. Right. It's just one name, and also during this time period, Topol was this like toothpaste. Oh wow! For people who smoked, <laughs> Topol's smokers tooth polish. Are you serious? Yeah, and it would be like, oh, is your, are your teeth yellowed from smoking? Use Topol. And oh, that was before my time. They took it off the market because it was basically, you know... Like bleach toothpaste or something? It was bleach mixed with... Um, oh. It was it was sort of um, the equivalent of lava soap. It had some abrasives in oh, it that wow. were a little too abrasive. So oh. people who used too much of it were taking the enamel off the Enamel their off their teeth? Oh. Yeah. Gosh. Now I was, wow, I was born in '84, late '84, so I can remember seeing like a few cigarette commercials and that type of thing, or like the advertisements in magazines. But most of my life has been kind of like post-cigarette. Yeah, I'm mainstream. I'm pretty sure that from when I can remember TV, that cigarette ads were banned on TV. By, yeah, by okay. The time I was a kid. Okay. But they, they were still on billboards and right. It was funny. We saw there's a billboard that that's actually an anti-cigarette ad from some you know National Cancer Council or something, and it was a picture of you know a a convenience store, and you see behind them all the cigarette advertising, and it was just like you know this is a advertising that your kids are exposed to. And I'm looking at the billboard going, yeah, and now it's blown up on a billboard. Right. <laughs> and there's the, all the all the cigarette brand names were on the billboard. And I was just like, you know what? I'll bet you the cigarette companies are kind of like, ah, did they get our name on there? Ah, good. Right. Or whatever. <laughs> well, cool, man. I'm, uh, I appreciate you having me on. and uh... I appreciate you coming in and such short notice. Oh, no worries. No worries. And it was really interesting having doing one with somebody who'd never seen the movie before. I think it made it easier for me to talk about it because I got to... <laughs> you kind of took the lead there, so it worked out all right. No, it was good. It was good. Well, I'm I'm going to say now, I think maybe in the future we're going to have to uh, follow this up someday with a Barbarella. Definitely. And I know uh, Dave Atterbury and you were talking about Dune for a while on the messaging. Yes. And uh, like I, I just happened, I went on a business trip last week and checked. They've got like a classic section at the library that 
I walked through before I left that I had never, uh, there was picked up a few things I'd never read before, but one of those that I'd always meant to read just from the sci-fi, you know, classics or whatever was Dune. So I picked it up and I'm, I mean, I don't know, I've read about half of it so far and I can't tell if I like really, really like it or think it's like just okay, but I've never seen the movie either. And the movie has such like a kind of. I don't know. People either like think it's the worst movie of all time, or they oh, seem yeah. to like it. So, oh yeah, uh, and, and it's split between people. Even people who like, it's not one of those things either where it's like, well, if you read the book, you're gonna hate the movie. It mm-hmm. sort of splits those people, and the people who didn't read the book and just saw the movie, it splits them too. It's David Lynch. <laughs> right. I know. Yeah. And it was before people realized that David Lynch was just a weirdo. You know. Right. I mean, they sort of knew it with the racer head, but then um, he won Best Picture for the Elephant Man, right? Which was a little weird, but at least it was a, it was a straight narrative. So they were expecting, you know, a science fiction opus with Dune, which it was, but it's got a lot of David Lynchian. Are you a fan of David Lynch movies? Yeah, I mean, um... then you might like it because now looking back at it, you see lots of elements of that. The stilted right. acting, which just seemed like stilted acting then, but now it seems like <laughs> David Lynchian acting. And right. He's got Kyle MacLachlan, who's kind of his 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 favorite lead actor. Go to. So. Sure, sure. Here, I'm actually. I saw something the other day. For. I guess there's a there was like a. A documentary coming out here soon. Oh man, I can't find it. Well, yeah, there's a documentary coming out soon that's basically like a behind the scenes making up of like a 70s version of Dune. Oh yes, that never uh, actually did get made. Oh, Jodorowsky's. Yeah. Um, Okay, there's a trailer out on YouTube for it, but it's basically. You know, uh, it comes out March 21st, apparently, but that, it's like the whole backstory of their movie, and it looks awesome. <laughs> that would have been. Have you ever seen it? It never got made, but. Uh, you ever seen any of well, The trailer shows, like, you know, a bunch of the art and, like, uh, models and costumes and stuff that were going to go into it, but never did, and it looks pretty cool. Have you ever seen any of Jodowski's movies? Uh uh. He is way weirder than David Lynch. His, okay. His his movies are are pure, fan, like out of a dream, you know. Right. And uh, that movie would have been it, it, the people would have hated it more than 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 do. Uh, um, you can go to YouTube. I think they have all of El Topo up on YouTube. And it's just it's it's surreal. Right. He was a surrealist. He was cut from the right. um, Dolly Bunnell mold, and oh wow, his his version of Dune would have been so unspeakably weird. It would have been great, great. It would right. It, That's what when you watch really this down, little trial, I sent you the I just sent you the link uh, to the ain't it cool news story that had the trailer in it. But well, what seems so interesting to me about it is like. A lot of the, because Geiger, I guess, worked on him with him on set designs and character designs and stuff. So it's like, 
him and like people who did special effects for him went on to work on Star Wars, went on to work on other stuff. Alien, so it kind of has this Alien. heritage, even though it didn't ever get made. Uh huh. And uh, I remember, um, it, when I was a kid, uh, there was a magazine called Famous Monsters of Filmland. Okay. Yeah. And they printed a bunch of those Giger um, pre-production art paintings mm-hmm. for Dune, and they're like, "Here's some pre-production for the Dune movie that's in the making." And I remember going, one it, one looked like an extremely fat baby that was <laughs> made into like a, um, a vehicle, you know, with, with treads on the bottom right. of it and uh-huh. stuff. So it was really bizarre, bizarre stuff. And I, and I remember going, that's going to be a weird movie. And then nothing ever, nothing came, ever of, came of it. It yeah. collapsed in on itself. Yeah, and the link I just sent you, they have a cool, I don't know if it was like an actual poster from the time, but a really, like, really cool poster Tripped for the out, film. Probably. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I like it, though. And if, if so. you can ever track down, uh, Bill Sankevitz did the comic, Marvel comic adaptation of Dune. Oh, are you serious? And it's fantastic. Oh, I bet it's awesome. Yeah. Like I said, I can't tell if I, like, like the book. Yeah. It's weird because it was written in 1965, yeah. and it's so it came before. It's, it's like a lot of up a lot of like chosen one storyline. Yeah, yeah. It's like a lot of it. I, it's one of those situations where like I can't tell if it seems repetitive or like a trope to me because everyone has ripped Dune yes. off repetitively. That's exactly or, what's happened. Yeah, but also I like feel like the like socio like geopolitical commentary going on Mm -hmm. sometimes it can be subtle sometimes it's you know not subtle at all the sledgehammer yeah yeah like arrakis well yeah yeah that doesn't sound like iraq or anything 1965 yeah yeah you know and you know there wasn't there wasn't the awareness i mean you could really put it as a parable of of oil and oh yeah oh that's and, totally what it is and and all that but well there's there's like oil and the middle east there's kind of a jew and palestinian thing going yep. on there, there's a lot i mean there's a lot going on and there's a whole ecology thing too with like i mean especially with like you know how big Dude. a role that plays in everyday news now with global warming and everything else yeah, that dune used to be a lush planet and right and now it's it's in ruins because the rest of the universe wants the spice right so anyhow but yeah I, yeah I'd love to I, I would like to I've got that one uh, queued up I found a complete version of it on YouTube there's also but, a uh, sci-fi channel miniseries of it right was that any good it's really good okay cool it's it's str- it's a straightforward adapt- adaptation of the book Okay. Sometimes it almost looks like theatrical um, dioramas or something. Okay. Sometimes the special effects are really good. Sometimes they're almost made like Flash Gordon, but it's very enjoyable and it's long. You know, it's like eight. It takes eight hours to tell the story, so they get all the details and. Cool. It's it's very well done. Cool. Yeah, I'll have to. uh... I planned on. I had seen there was one of those, so I thought I could watch that too. I'll have to watch both those once they're done. If y'all ever cover Dune, though, I'll be happy to oh, jump in on that as well. Definitely will. That conversation the other night 
I think it was last night, actually. It was, <laughs> it was last uh, night, yeah. Was As soon as he said that, I was just like, oh, jeez, of course. Dune and Blade Runner. He brought up Dune and oh, Blade Runner, man, and I wanted to I do know. both of them, but I, I, I didn't want to go into either either one of those like the next day. I wanted yeah, to do a yeah. work on both of those movies. Well, I think uh, when you and I talked about Prometheus, I think we talked a lot about Blade Runner, you know, obviously just oh, yeah. because it was a really Scott movie, Scott. but... Yeah, man, if y'all ever talk about Blade Runner and it's you got a couple people on, I, yeah, I'd love to get on on that too. That'd be great. So, well, I appreciate you having me on. Uh, it was I'm a good time. Good good film. I, I definitely... Um, I appreciate you Got a lot of entertainment out of it. And sticking through it with a sick kid. Uh, he's fine. He's fine. He just... Kristen's here now, so he's gone back. That I think, but uh, yeah, just take him out back, have him sit on the couch, take him out back, have him run a couple laps, run it off, he'll be fine. Yeah, he's fine, he's fine. All right, dude, I appreciate you. You can sponsor an episode of this or any other of your favorite Two True Freaks affiliated shows. Simply click the PayPal link on our website, donate any amount at all, tell us which show you're choosing and what message, if any, you'd like us to read on your behalf, and you will be an official sponsor of that show's very next episode. With your message read in the show's opener, it's that easy, and there is no minimum donation. Be a show sponsor today. If you shop at Amazon.com, please consider using the link at 2TrueFreaks.com to shop there. If you use this link to go to Amazon and then you shop, 2TrueFreaks gets a little cut of what you buy and it doesn't cost you anything extra. So you get to shop as usual and help out the 2TrueFreaks at the same time. Welcome to Amazon. I love you. <laughs> Visit our brand new website at 2TrueFreaks.com. 2TrueFreaks is always spelled T-W-O-T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S. Join our forum at ForumForGeeks.com, where you can discuss all of the shows on our feed with us and your fellow listeners. You can find 2TrueFreaks on Facebook. Just search for 2TrueFreaks. And hey, you can friend me, Scott Gardner, on Facebook, too. My name is spelled S-C-O-T-T-G-A-R-D-N-E-R. You can friend me on Facebook, too, if you can find me. Now available, Two True Freaks t-shirts. See our website for details. Two True Freaks is a very proud member of the Comics Podcast Network. You can check that out at www.comicspodcast.com, where you can hear our new episodes when we put them up. We are also members of the League of Comic Book Podcasts. For more information, visit comicbooknoise.com slash league. If you ever leave your house and you actually have friends, why don't you tell them about Two True Freaks? Thanks for listening, and join us every Monday for new episodes of Two True Freaks.
we were finally invited aboard one of these spacecraft, which landed near Ann Arbor, Michigan, on October the 24th of 1954. This is a drawing of the craft. As I was leaving the craft, the commander, Soltek, said, soon others of your people will be able to have an experience similar to this.